Hello, welcome back to the latest episode of the Video Production Academy podcast. So in earlier episodes, I've let you know about a summit that I recently hosted. And now I'm a big fan of summits, both as an attendee and as a speaker, because I learn so much. But sometimes, you know, they're a bit long. So it can be difficult to pull out the best bits. And if you're not careful, you can end up watching hours and hours of content to just get to the gold. So that's why I created a new style of summit. It's the world's shortest video summit. And each contributor had to provide their best tip for making video in 60 seconds or less. I can tell you it was tough. Contributors have covered everything from your tech setup to your voice to marketing your videos. Now, today I'm joined by one of the contributors, so we have the chance to get to know them just a little bit better. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm always learning. I love to learn and I love it when they make it fun. And today's guest is all about that. So first of all, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell our friends listening a little bit about your background. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And it was a lot of fun to be part of the summit as well. So I'm Kimber, now Cooper Martin, which is very exciting, recently married, still getting used to saying the new surname. So (laughs) there's that. I am a gamification specialist. And for those of you who don't know what gamification is, I'm going to have to do a little bit of an explanation because it's not like saying I'm a hairdresser where everyone will know what it is. So bear with me whilst I do a quick, quick summary. So Everyone's played a game, okay, whether it's tiddlywinks, chess, Fortnite, a sport, a video game, a mobile game, maybe you're a Wordle fan, and been unable to put it down because it is so much fun, you're having such a great time, or you want to beat your opponent, or you want to get to that next level, or you want to beat that end of level boss. And so what I do is I look at what makes those games so compelling what motivates you to keep playing even when it's frustrating even when it's annoying and I take those things that motivate people and put them into non-game settings so what I specialize in is things like memberships courses launches social media but you can apply it to all sorts of things and I have used it in things like my hobby which is hula hooping I have used it to get more reading done to exercise more to learn things in a fun way so yeah that's kind of me I guess so what does a typical working day look like for you Oh my goodness. So like any business owner, a lot of my day is taken up with things like marketing and admin and finance and all that kind of stuff. But if I was to work with a client, they would come to me and they would say something like, normally, if I'm honest, they say something like, can you make my membership more fun? Or can you make my course more fun? And I have to ask them, well, fun's great and it's a great outcome and you know you've already said I make things more fun and that is a big part of what I do but it's not a business objective so I would say to them what's the actual problem you're having are you struggling to get people to complete your course are you struggling to get people to actually join your challenge live once they've signed up are you struggling with membership attrition people leaving every month then we can focus on gamifying your course your membership your launch whatever it is to help fix that problem and then fun can be an extra outcome maybe so what we do is we work in a consultative way so we'll put together a consultation document for them and then kind of support them for through the first three months of implementing that thing so day to day that could mean working with 
very different types of businesses to do very different types of things, which is great fun for me because I get to come up with crazy, fun, creative ideas for solving their problems for them. But, you know, I also spend, like I said, a lot of my time doing things like speaking on podcasts or getting the word out about what I do. Probably most of my job at the moment is telling people what gamification is because they may have seen it. They may know it happens, but they might not know there's a word for it. So, yeah, it's very different day to day. I think that's great. And I know certainly from my perspective, when I see things that are gamified, I'm far more likely to get involved with it. And it is such a big part of everyday life. But I think in some ways it's quite subtle Mm -hmm. because the way that businesses use them, you think about supermarkets, for example, that some of the supermarkets now have apps where the challenge is to spend either a certain amount or on certain things, which will then unlock different levels. So realistically, gamification is all over the place, but it's just on the quiet. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you'll see it everywhere. You see it in TV adverts where there's competitions to win prizes. You see things that you wouldn't necessarily think or know is gamification, things like personalization. So big companies like Amazon, Netflix, Spotify, if you go to your homepage on any of those accounts, yours will look completely different to mine because of bespoke personalization, which is becoming more and more common and is what people will be expecting from all of us in the future. But we see it everywhere. We're seeing it, you know, in any fitness app, you know, they're all gamified now. And I think it's hard because when I give these examples, people think gamification has to be this big, huge project, but it can be as simple as using a poll in your social media stories. It doesn't have to be a big, massive project to be effective. That's excellent. So why did you decide to take part in the video summit? I thought it sounded like fun. I thought it sounded a bit different. And I thought that it was something that I could actually give value to in a different way to other speakers. And I thought that I'd be able to actually provide something that was a slightly different take on video. Yes, you definitely did that. (laughs) Definitely. And how did you pull off actually being able to put it together in the 60 seconds? So I've been doing video for a long time and I actually struggle sometimes to do longer videos because I speak quite fast and I like to be concise if I can be. So, you know, with experience of doing things like reels and things like that, it wasn't a huge task challenge for me to do that. So what I did in the end was I think I'm pretty sure that I wrote down four bullet points of ideas that I could say in video. And then I just kind of went for it and saw how far I got. And I think I ended up with three bullet points in the end, which was fine. But I wasn't hugely worried about getting it into the 60 seconds, no, to be honest. You're one of the few people with that one, because most people are like, oh, I have too much stuff. And, you know, it was a real struggle for them. (laughs) Either that or there was like 15 takes to get there. How many takes did you need? So I was wondering about this before I came on and I had a look and I'm pretty sure that I recorded mine in StreamYard. And so I went and had a look and there was only one version in there. And I was like, no, there's no way I did it in one take. No way. I vaguely remember trying to record it on my phone beforehand. Now I've got two phones. I've got one for business and one for personal. One's got a better camera. So I looked through both of them and I cannot find any more takes anywhere. But that can't be right. I've never done anything in one take, not in a million years. So I'm going to hazard a guess that it must have been four to five attempts. Because what I tend to do with these kinds of things, I write my bullet points out. I use the first one or two to stumble over my words and figure out exactly how I'm going to 
say the things I want to say because it makes much more sense in your head than it does when it comes out for some reason and then the last two or three attempts is usually like perfecting it so I would say between three and five that's usually about right for a short video for me that's cool that's very honest of you as well now there's only so much that you can fit into a minute is there anything that you didn't get a chance to say in that 60 seconds perhaps a pro tip that you'd like to give to the audience here I think that from a gamification perspective what you need to consider and actually just from a marketing perspective when you're doing anything but specifically in video is to think about the two whys so the first one is why are you doing it what is the objective of you doing this video what are you actually hoping to get out of it because then you can tailor what you say to make sure you actually do that thing the amount of times I see people go live or do a video and they waffle on and I have no idea why they're actually there and I mean I'm guilty of this as well this is not judgmental in any way shape or form but you're going to get more out of it if you have a reason why okay so the reason why you're doing it and the second reason is why should they care why should the audience care why should they be watching it why should they be interested what are they going to get out of it if you can't think of a reason why they should care you're not doing the right video simple as that yeah yes I would absolutely agree with that and I always say to people to make sure that you have an intro very well prepared as well because sometimes um, it can be quite difficult to actually press live and go with it or to start a video and go with it. Personally, I'm a scripted person, but I know for some people they prefer more freestyle. And so the, the beginnings can be very unconfident and tangents go off at a rapid rate of knots. So, yes, preparation is definitely key. If, I mean, even if you like to waffle, something I used to suggest to my customers when I was teaching about Instagram and things like that was to have three bullet points. So like, I know I said about four bullet points before, but like, it means that even if you do a golf on a tangent, you can just look back at the post-it note or whatever you've written it on and just bring yourself back into the focus. And if you find that you're waffling a lot, maybe just have one bullet point to keep coming back to. I mean, scripts are great. And I have used scripts and I do use scripts when I do big, big, long guest experts. But the problem is people know you're reading. Depends. Mm. I think you can actually get to a stage where people don't because it's a skill set in itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I know for me that my confidence comes from the preparation. So if I have to just wing something, I won't be as confident in it. Oh, yeah. I won't do as well. But having spent a couple of years, literally two years, it came up on my Facebook time hop yesterday that is two years since I did the 30-day Facebook challenge which was the thing that got me started to be more confident on camera and uh, yeah in that two-year process I have learned so much and I am now able to do it without seeming like I'm reading part of that comes from the fact that you do it so many times that you skim reading so you're not reading every single word and you just skim read so it's a lot more fluid but then you do what makes you feel most comfortable and most confident that's the important thing. None of the advice anyone gives you is more important than doing what makes you feel the most confident. That's the one, isn't it? Absolutely. A hundred percent. So as a content creator, which I would say that you are, would you say that you're a content creator? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah. Just making sure that I didn't mispeg that. How do you market yourself and your business? Oh, it's probably easier for me to list the ways that I don't. <laughs> like, honestly, so before I did gamification, as a business, I taught people Instagram. Before that, I ran a social media agency. Before that, I ran a digital media agency. And then before that, I worked for marketing in 10 years. So 
I will do all of the things, right? So I like marketing, I enjoy it. I like launching, I like these things. So, you know, I use all the social media channels that make sense for me. Again, going back to that, what makes you confident or what works for your audience. So I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest. Like, you know, I use Facebook groups as well, email marketing. I do lots of guest expert slots and things like this. I, yeah, I'm always looking for new ways to market as well. There's so many places that I do it and how to repurpose stuff from each platform so that I can do it on different platforms. Yeah, it's probably probably easier for me to think about what don't I do. I think the idea of repurposing is a great one though. And I think so often people feel like they're cheating for using something again, but it's too good to just use the once, you know, repurpose it, reuse it. It's going to be different people see it on LinkedIn or Pinterest or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram because people tend to have one place that's their social media home. Mm -hmm. So if you use the same thing in six different places, nobody's going to know anyway. So what if they do? You can still reuse it on the same platform anyway. Just wait six months. Change it slightly. Like you don't, you don't, and like with emails as well, I will use a set of emails. And if one of them does really well promoting a course, when I bring out a new course, I will repurpose that email to sell the new course because it did so well the last time. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be making your life easier if you can. (laughs) I think that's a genius idea. So how did you actually start to use video in your business? Well, as I say, I've been in marketing basically since I left uni pretty much. And so I've always used videos of some shape or form. And I remember doing a video course in one of my first jobs and using like really old video camera. Oh my gosh, I can't even remember what type it was. I can see it in my brain. Anyway, so I've always used it. So I've never really had a problem with using it. And I remember with the hula hooping stuff, because I was sponsored by a company in America, I still am. And Instagram used to only allow videos of 15 seconds, but I used to put out loads of videos of me hooping to like practice, sell the hoops, like meet people, things like that. So when I started a business, I was already doing videos in my personal life for my hobby. I'd already done it in corporate. And so it just made sense to me that I would be using video to promote what I did. And it's never been like, if I have to do a talk in person, I get nervous, like horrifically nervous. So I understand when people are afraid to go live or afraid to do a video because that's how I feel doing it on stage. But behind a camera, I find it really straightforward. Like I'm talking to a person. Like I don't worry about it at all. So there was never like a, I should use video in my business. I think it would have had to have been a decision for me not to use it because it's so part of who I am, I guess. Yeah, natural progression. Yeah. Cool. So I've got a couple of fun questions just to finish off with. Yeah. So- Say you're at a business convention, who would you be most excited to meet? Okay, so this question is really hard for me to give one answer. So I'm going to give you a few people, but because I read a book, and this might be the wrong book, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think it was the Michael Heppel book, How to Be Brilliant, where he talked about developing a mind committee. So the idea is if you have a question in your business, you would ask the people in your mind committee what they would do. So in my mind committee are Arianna Huffington, 
Gretchen Rubin. So Ariana Huffington, you'll know. And if you don't know her, she obviously Huffington Post, right? Gretchen Rubin, she has written many books. The first one I read of hers was called The Happiness Project. And she has a podcast called The Happiness, called Happiness or Happy, something like that. Look her up. She's great. Michelle Obama, everyone knows who that is. Sheryl Sandberg, COO of Facebook, former, I think she's moved on now, possibly. And the last one is somebody you might not have heard of, Fernanda Keller. She's a professional triathlete from Brazil. I watched a little, I saw a little snippet about her on a TV show once and I was like oh my gosh she's incredible so she's a triathlete and she's she's achieved all these amazing sports accolades so you I mean her Wikipedia page is full of that but what is interesting is this documentary was talking about how she was helping young disadvantaged people in her local area to get into sport to get healthy to get fit to stop eating crap basically with all of the fame and money that she'd got as a result of all these accolades so I would want to meet any of those people. <laughs> well done. You crowbarred about six in there. That's great. <laughs> so you would like to meet your mind committee for real. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know if I'd be able to speak. I think I'd be just like all a flutter. <laughs> I definitely would at that. Yeah, that's a great answer. I mean, it's not one person. I'm sorry, but how do I pick? Like, I can't I can't choose one person from my mind committee. Like, they're all really important. Also, my my mind committees of the future me but that's not somebody I could actually meet so never mind well you could argue that meeting the ones that are already there would be a stretch anyway <laughs> especially getting them all around the same table at the same time <laughs> yep hmm. so I would also <laughs> love to know and I'm expecting a good answer for this one now as well what's your favorite film okay so again I couldn't pick one <laughs> I knew that was coming it's really hard to pick one favourite film. Like, there's so many amazing ones. And in fact, I struggled to even come up with just one category. So what I've gone with in the end is is what my other half calls the category of a Kimball film, right? He says that they're Kimball films, right? So these are generally silly, light-hearted 80s movies. So things that would go into that category, and I'm only going to mention three because I've been very good. The Princess Bride, The Breakfast Club, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So those kinds of like feel good, fun, lighthearted, a bit silly movie. I actually watched The Princess Bride a few months ago for the first time. Oh my God. And I'd never seen it before. It's got everything. It's got adventure. It's got romance. It's got like a swamp. It's got everything you could possibly want. It's just brilliant. The funny thing is, I think most people know the Inigo Montoya line. Yeah. You, know, you kill my father, prepare to die. Yeah. Uh, and people know that if they've never even seen the film, which I think is really, really funny when you get something like that that is outside of the film. But it, we ended up watching it because Carrie Elwis, I think his name is, who played one of the main characters in it, he was in a Netflix film called Castle for Christmas. Mm -hmm. But he's he's now sort of like 60. So he's a little bit older than he was in Princess Bride. So I'd never seen him before. So I'd seen him in that, and that's how I ended up watching The Princess Bride. Great film to watch. If you like funny, feel-good films, definitely one to catch. Definitely. I was expecting when you were saying about the 80s films, I was expecting things like Short Circuit. <laughs> I mean, that's in there as well. That's definitely a Kimball film. That's one that he would definitely say. Any, any more for any more? I'll tell you if they categorise or not. Never ending story. <laughs> yep, that's in there. Oh, brilliant film. Yeah. <laughs> Goonies, yep, 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 yep. Labyrinth. Of course. Oh, well, there you go. We're on the same page. 
So finally, as much fun as this is, I think we need to draw it together. How would you like the audience to connect with you? So we are at Kimber Digital on all of the marketing channels, as I've just mentioned. Kimber's spelt weird. It's K-I-M-B-A. And we also have a free Facebook group that isn't open yet, but will be open soonish called The Business Game. And it is going to be a gamified free Facebook group for business owners. So it's not going to be like all the others. It's going to be a bit more fun, a bit more engaging. And if you want to learn more about gamification, that's the place to go. That's perfect. Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. Thank you for listening to the Video Production Academy podcast or watching it if you're viewing us on YouTube. I'm Lee Midlane and I've been your host for this episode. If you'd like more information, resources or free downloads, head over to the Video Production Academy at www.videoproductionacademy.co.uk. Reach out if you have any questions, queries or comments and subscribe to hear more inspiring conversations with business owners just like you who've built their business using video. Until next week, shoot for the moon.